0: at St. Paul's, whether you're in the building or watching online, we're excited to have you with us this morning. I'm really sorry I can't be there to uh, give today's message in person, but unfortunately it just couldn't happen. I hope you've been enjoying the 40 Days with Jesus so far, but this is our final week, week six, and we're going to be looking at the Ascension. And Jesus' promise of a gift to us. Our first reading today comes from Luke 24, 45 to 53. And if you have your Bibles, I would really encourage you to read along. And it says, Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. And said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending my promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city, until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them, and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, blessing God. And our second reading today comes from Acts 1, 1 to 11, and it says, In the first book, of Theopolis, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day when he was taken up. After he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. So before we start to look at what this means for our lives and the theological understanding of it, it's important to understand some of the context behind these two readings. The first thing that's worth noting is that both Luke and Acts is written by the same author. Luke wrote both of them. And we can write two different books. One is the mission, focuses on the mission of Jesus while he was on this earth, while the other focuses on the mission of the disciples, hence why it's often referred to as the Acts of the Apostles. However, it's better to understand this as one book with two parts, because they are both linked. Luke is not the end of Jesus' mission, but the continuation of it through the disciples. It is not two different missions, but one mission altogether. The only difference is that one takes place with Jesus physically on the earth, and the second takes place with Jesus ruling from the heavens. So, now realising that both Acts and Luke, were written by the same author, and that they're not two different books, but a continuation of each other. It makes so much sense that both Acts would start in the same way that Luke finishes, looking at the promise of a gift and Christ's ascension. I mean... Just imagine if you were there when Christ ascended into heaven. What a sight it would have been. I mean, just watching him go up through the sky, up into the clouds. What a sight. And it must have been amazing. For we've seen through the scriptures, Christ was born. He then went on to do some pretty amazing things. He healed people. He taught people. He rose people from the dead and then he went on and died himself for our sins only to rise again a few days later and then spend 40 days revealing himself to all these people and doing further amazing miracles and then he finishes his time on earth by ascending into heaven, what an amazing life that would have been. And just imagine how the disciples felt, having gone through all that, which, just watching him go, watching all these amazing things, and then watching him ascend into the heavens. And the thing I've always found interesting about this is the fact that, The disciples spend their time looking up into the sky after this. I mean, I wouldn't blame them. I would have been in shock and awe and probably just like, is he coming back down? Is he going to be back or are we going to see him? Does he continue going forever? What's happening here? But these two angels appear to them. And this only happens in four times four times in the gospel of Luke and that is at Jesus's birth in the garden when they come to strengthen him at his resurrection when the marys are looking for his body and then finally to interpret his ascension to the disciples where they were gazing into the sky but They turn to the disciples and they tell him, tell them that they need to stop looking into the sky. Their mission is down on this earth. They are to go out into all the world. And if they're permanently looking up to the sky, they're not looking at Jesus' mission on this earth. And this is so important because now Jesus was at the right hand of God. He was on his throne where he could guide his kingdom. And it's just as we read the other day when we looked at the Great Commission that Jesus now had all authority over heaven and over earth. And this is so important because It's from there that he's able to govern us. He governs us from on high. He isn't absent in our future mission. And I can imagine that the disciples after the ascension could have felt a bit like Jesus had abandoned them. But this wasn't the case. Jesus was not abandoning them. He was just going to where he needed to be for his mission to continue for his kingdom to grow, but not under his teach well, obviously under his teachings, but not under his physical teachings on this earth continuing, but through his teachings being further led by the disciples each and every day afterwards. He wasn't leaving them on their own. He was just going to be where he could lead them from a better place. And this leads us nicely onto the second point. Now, I want to reiterate the fact that Jesus wasn't abandoning his disciples. Yes, he was going up into heaven, but there was no abandonment in this. He wasn't leaving them, and he wasn't leaving us. Jesus was physically leaving the earth but he wasn't leaving them empty-handed. His physical mission might have been over, but it was far from done with his mission on this earth. It just changed a bit to include us a lot more, to include the disciples. And he wasn't going to leave us alone. He promised the disciples a gift. Now, I'm sure we all love to receive a gift, And they can have many different forms and effects on our emotions. Uh, I remember my favourite gift I ever received was my first ever guitar. I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. It led to me learning to play music. And it's enabled me to worship God as well in a way that I never knew I could before. But you can receive other styles of gifts. It could be financial, it could be fun, um, it could even be emotional. I mean, during the Christmas period, I received a small gift from one of the young people at St. Paul's. And he had handmade a Christmas decoration for me. And although it might not seem like much to most people, it really meant a lot to me. Because the person had taken the time out of their day to make this for me however this gift that Jesus was promising was so much bigger than we could ever imagine It wouldn't, no gift we ever received would ever compare to the one we would get at Pentecost and in Acts 2 we read more about this gift And it says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them, and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them and utterance. Now although the disciples didn't know at the time what this gift was going to be when they were waiting in Jerusalem, we now know that the gift was the Holy Spirit and what a gift it was. It is so much better than any guitar or any other item we could have received because through the Holy Spirit we have power jesus has tasked us to go out and build his kingdom and we cannot do that on our own we cannot do that under our own strength and jesus knew this god knew this the father knew this so he sent his holy spirit to guide us and what an amazing thing it is through the spirit we have power when we look back at the old testament we know that It was only by the Spirit that David was able to defeat the giant Goliath. That Moses was able to part the seas. That all these amazing things happened because God had filled these people with his Holy Spirit. And when he left, he left his Spirit to come and be in us. The same power that did all those mighty things... Can be inside us if only we prayed for it, if only we allowed it to come and be a part of us. The disciples made mistakes over and over again all through the New Testament, and we see it even after Jesus leaves. But what we also see is that they do some amazing things that they could have never done without the Spirit, they heal people. They go out and preach the word. They even speak languages they do not know or understand because of the empowerment that comes from this gift that they were to wait upon. And sometimes we don't quite grasp that quite right, do we? We often think that the Spirit comes upon us instantly, but sometimes it does require a bit of prayer and it does require a bit of patience. But the Spirit will be upon us, and it's only through the Spirit that we can carry on this mission that God has given us. I know I wouldn't be able to do half the things I do without that Spirit guiding me and strengthening me and empowering me. I am by far an introvert. I'm not very good at public talking. I'm not very good at making these videos. But I know through the power of the Spirit that I can do these things because it's not in my own strength that I'm doing them, but through God's strength. And that's what's amazing about the Holy Spirit is it is everything we need to do God's mission on this earth, to be that light that shines. I mean, one way I often look at the Holy Spirit and us It's like we are a lamp. A lamp is an amazing thing. It lightens up a dark room. But if you don't plug in that lamp, it is useless. It has the potential to do what needs to be done. But without that power, it cannot do it. And that's like us and the Holy Spirit. When we try to do things on our own, it is like us being a lamp that isn't plugged in. But when we plug into the Holy Spirit, we are able to do the most outstanding things. So it's really important that we remember to pray for the Spirit to fill us in everyday life. Because without it, we don't have the power or the strength to do what God is calling us to do. We need to unlock our full potential. And it's only through Jesus and the Spirit and the Father that we are able to do that. And I just want you to encourage you tonight or some point today. Just pray that the Spirit fills you from head to toe to lead you and guide you through your life and everything you're doing. It is so important that we do that on a regular basis. We shouldn't pray just once, but it should be a continuous thing. And I would also like to remind you that although Christ has ascended, he is coming back again. Like the angels said, he will return as he left. And while we wait for him, we are to play our part in his mission. We are to be his disciples. We are to go out and make disciples. But we need the spirit to help us and guide us through that. And Christ will come again. And we anticipate that day. We look forward to it. But we only spend a short time on this earth. And we must think, how are we going to spend it? Are we going to... Make that impact that Christ has called us to do. And I know this is our final week of the discipleship course, but I just want you to remember what you've learned over these last 40 days. Like, that it's not the end. Just as when Jesus left, it wasn't the end of his mission, but rather the beginning of the end. The end of his mission will be when he returns again. However, this is not the end of what Jesus has to teach us. And I would encourage you, in a few months' time, to go back to this book and, and ask yourself, how has this affected the way I live my life? There's no point in doing these length courses, or any courses, if they don't have an impact on our understanding of Jesus and our understanding of how we go forward with our lives. So I just really pray that into you today, that you're able to take something away with this. So remember, Christ has not abandoned you. He is with you. He has his Spirit to guide you. And I just pray for all St. Paul's that they're filled with the Spirit. And that we can be a shining light, not only to this island, but to the rest of the world. That they can come to know God through us under the Spirit's guidance. I really hope that for every single one of you. I just want to see you all empowered. I just want to see real change happen in this world. And I'm just so thankful for this course because... It really has highlighted some amazing points for us going forward. So I'm going to close in prayer and hopefully I'll be able to be back in the building soon. And it'd be great to see you all. Dear God, we just thank you so much that you have ascended to heaven and that you are at the right hand of the Father with your authority over heaven and earth. We just pray that you fill us with your spirit, not just for a short time, but every day, that we are strengthened in your power continuously, that we are guided and led by you. Lord, would just every individual within St Paul's be a shining light to the communities therein and to the rest of the world. Lord, I thank you for the encouragement they've been since I've been on the island and the passion they have, Lord. Would that just continue as we go forward? Amen.